All right, everybody. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there in podcast listening land. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's episode, we have two grades to get to with JT Comfort and Pavel Fransos. There's always those players that you look to when training camp comes around, kind of like those guys that maybe take the next step or some, you know, Colorado Eagle players that you kind of want to break out and maybe grab a roster spot we'll kind of talk about some of those and so far one of my favorite days with the cup belongs to jack johnson so we'll get to that and wherever else this show takes us on today's episode let's get to it your locked on avalanche your daily podcast on the colorado avalanche part of the locked on podcast network your team every day You know, if you go to Ben and Jerry's up in uh, Vermont, like the home of Ben and Jerry's, they have a uh, where you can actually, no shocker here, you can get ice cream. They have like, you know, people, they're serving you ice cream. They have this bucket called the Vermonster. And it's like, I want to say it's 30 (laughs) scoops of ice cream. It might be 20. It's either 20 or 30, but I I don't think I'm wrong in saying You could probably look it up. It's probably on their website. and I think that's what Jack Johnson was going for for his day with the cup. But uh, we'll get to that later. First things first, thank you for joining us and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, your humble host here at Locked On Avalanche. Follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Because we were off last week, we still put up polls for uh, grades. And we have two of them to get to. And that's where we will start today. We did JT Comfort. We did Pavel Fransos. Uh, We are going in alphabetical order. So we're going to start with JT Comfer. And um, this is, we actually started putting these polls up on YouTube as well. And somebody asked to do that. And I was like, why didn't I do that to begin with? So I apologize for the YouTube people missing out on the first few players, but uh, you're in it now. So on YouTube, 65% gave JT Comfer a B. On Twitter, 60% gave him a B. And on Instagram, same thing, uh, but 58% gave him a B. So B's across the board for our social media fans. Uh, Where did you go with Mr. Comfort? I gave JT Comfort a B minus. And this was something I sent to you um, when the grade came out. Um, If he didn't have the playoffs that he had, he would have the exact same grade of Cogliano. Um, When we are talking about Cogliano's efforts, like... Well, you gave Cogliano... it was a, I think it was just a C. Was it a C? I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was oh, just you know what? Pl- I'm, 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 who'd we start off with that you gave a D? Uh, I believe that would be Abe Kubel. Okay. That, I don't know why I was mixing those two up, but yeah, go ahead. But hmm. honestly, that playoff effort that he put, like, he was a completely different, like, you had to classify him as playoff JT Comfort. And it was what you, always knew he had and what you saw you loved and you could see the team like buying into that confidence so yeah he definitely gets a he gets a b minus for me um mm-hmm. because of the playoff performance 
And I think that's going to be a theme for a lot of uh, the, these grades is they got bumped up because of how they performed in the playoffs for most people. Um, and for him, yeah, he did, he did get bumped up and I was going back and forth and I'm not getting like some, you know, regret here. Um, but maybe I didn't bump him up enough. So I, I kind of had him at a C and I bumped him up to a C plus because of his, uh, playoff performance. And I, I couldn't just bring myself to give him a B minus, even though maybe I should have, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling guilty about it now because you, you look over like his, his stats for the year and it was probably his best season with the yeah. apps. You know, I mean, it was for points just in the regular season with 33, which beats his 18-19 year by one point. Um, But go ahead. You were going to say something about it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the perk with like us, like having the plus and minus that we can add to our grade. Like we're almost right there. Like you're at a C plus. I'm at a B minus. We're almost meeting there. And it's because of me falling in love with the playoff performance and you falling in love like it. It, it kind of brought us to this point and it's just how much did you love his performance compared to everyone else on the team? And like, we're honestly right about there, but I mean, we're not far off and that playoff performance did bump him up. Like, yes, he had a good consistent regular season for JT Comfer, but the playoffs just made him a star where <laughs> a lot of uh, people around the world watching the Stanley cup kind of took notice of him. Yeah. Hopefully well, he... he doesn't let down next year, but. But you know what I think it was for me why I couldn't get him to a B plus, it, because yeah his playoffs were 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 very good, uh, but most of it was in the middle. Most of it was that Edmonton series. He had the two goals in the final game against St. Louis, and then followed that up with two more in the first game against Edmonton. So there he was kind of like he was he was he was on a roll, mm-hmm. and then in the Stanley Cup final, he had one point and it was an assist in game one. So it's like, yeah, he had overall a very good playoff, uh, but but in in the standing up final where you wanted him to continue that, he didn't. And I think if he just had a couple more points, I'm not asking him to do, to do you know what the top line is doing. Um, and it's not all about the points. I get that. It's it's never completely about the points, but you know he's capable of of for for your bottom six guys he should be kind of leading everybody in, in a lot of departments, including scoring for your bottom six. So if he just had, you know, a couple goals, a few more assists just to flesh out his postseason, easy B minus B. But I, I I think I dinged him a little bit just because the, the Stanley cup final, you just put up an assist. You played well overall. You weren't a liability. You never really are. And you're always hustling. Uh, but when it came to, to the, the point production, just wasn't there in the final. Yeah, there's a reason why he's outlasted Tyson Joes, Burakovsky, and Donskoy when it comes to that, you know, that hovering bottom six, like, or that, you know, those players that you're always looking to package out. Like, there's a reason JT Confer is still here, and it's that potential that he can bring and the performance that he gave, like you said, in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and like you said, like, I'm C plus or B minus. There's nothing in between them. Nope. <laughs> it's it's very very close. So and I think that's what you're going to get out of JT Comfrey. You you kind of how I said that this was his best uh, season with the Abs. Yeah, 33 points. 
over 70 games. That was 70 is the most he's played. Um, let's see. There were oh, his faceoffs were the best of his career. Is over 51 percent for faceoffs. Um, you, you just you know what you're getting in JT Comfer, and I think for Avs fans, they're happy with what they're getting out mm-hmm. of him. Um, so yeah, and and, and if. I've always liked how he plays in the postseason, and he kind of showed it this year. So, who knows where we'll be next year if he's still around? Hopefully, he is. You know, you like having him around. So, yeah, true. Um, the other one was Pavel Francos, and on YouTube, this was interesting. YouTube, it was fifty percent gave him a B. On Twitter, fifty nine percent gave him an A, and on Instagram, sixty two percent gave him an A. So the people of YouTube, little bit split on Frankie. My people, uh, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why, because they're talking to you all day about Pablo Francois in the comments. They're like, "This is how we get Kyle back." Yeah, they're they're tired of hearing it. I, I get it. I'm sorry. Uh, throw yours out there, which we we know what it's going to be. But go ahead. It's not an A plus. It's just a flat A. It's a flat A. It probably would have been an A plus if he would have. Uh, to take from all the small things, carried us home and mm. took that starter position and actually won the cup on the ice. But it was a flat A. You did exactly what you needed to do. You came in there. You played stellar stand-up goaltending. You you did what you needed to do. Like And that's all we ask out of every grade. Do what we ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Contribute to the team. And like help us not take a step backwards. And in a backup role, Pablo Francois did exactly what we asked. Which for me is why it's so difficult to give uh, a backup, like an A, A-plus grade, just because the, the, the stats aren't as much. Like you don't have as much meat on the bone as you do for starters. It's just – but I think I gave him the best grade I can give him in a B-plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so if, if he plays some, some more games, I think, you know, you, you're going to get that A minus maybe A, but you, you really have to be splitting time for me to kind of get there for backup. But like you said, he absolutely did what you were asking him to do. He absolutely did what a backup is supposed to do uh, and, and come in and spell your starter or just be there. You know, if you have to come in in relief, um, if you, if, if, you know, Darcy Kemper's playing a handful of games, come in and, and not feel like the game is, is going to be out of hand because your backup mm-hmm. is in. You do. And we say that all the time. You do feel comfortable when he plays. Um, and what did he have? I think he had 21 games played in the regular season. And then he had the, well, he started six. He came in relief, I think twice in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for 21 games for goalie for me is like, okay, like that, that's okay. But his stats for those 21 games were, were very, very good. And see, ironically enough, and I know this is going to sound like blasphemy coming from my mouth, but he mm-hmm. would have landed on a B plus for me and how you took points away for a little bit from uh, Comfort because of his performance in the Stanley Cup. And that game three that Tampa, they had their little landslide. When Darcy came out and Frankie came in, that's when the bleeding stopped. Um, mm-hmm. you, there was like coming in relief, everything settled down a little bit. And granted, Tampa Bay, 
they came out scoring like crazy. But when Frankie got in, it settled down. So that bumped him up to the flat A for me. Like you had every reason to be like, just kind of keep up with the tempo of the game. It was already gone at that point. Just, yeah. just get through the game. But he he set he stood up in the Cup Finals. So did bumped him up to right. the flat A there. And that's the thing. Like it's not just he he showed up in the regular season. Yeah, they turned to him in the playoffs and in the final. Like and then he he produced for it. So I think because of that, you you have to give him a, a solid grade. Um, I mean, twenty including the playoffs, twenty one and five. It's a great record. That's a great great record. So with four shutouts, two in the uh, regular season, two in the postseason. So he 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 continues to be uh, one of the more solid backups. And going into this year, I think you're gonna be seeing more of him. You know what I mean? Like they're comfortable with him, and I and I don't feel what what, he, what I say he did. Um, regular season started eighteen games in the regular season, uh, played in twenty one, so he re- came in relief for three of those games. I think you're going to see more than that. Yeah, I do, and um, maybe next year we'll bump him up a little bit more if he can have those numbers just with more games played. Um, you're going to get a higher grade from me. But, I mean, B-plus for a backup is solid, in my opinion. Yeah, and you you want to see Frankie make that turn. Like, Mariano Rivera was never a starting pitcher. <laughs> like, he came yeah. in a relief. Like, you want right. to see, like, Frankie, like, string them together in a starter-type role. Definitely. All right. Um, so let's hear from Bilt Bar, and then we will get to some Eagles players that we uh, want to – are kind of anxious to see – come training camp and could they swipe a roster spot maybe for one of these bottom six there's few there's not a lot to go around and maybe they won't start the season with the abs but you know there's injuries throughout the course of a season and uh, these are some guys that we want to see get an opportunity and hopefully seize it but first built bar uh we got a nice little package in the mail with two new Built Bar flavors. I have not tried them yet. You have, but you have a new king of the mountain when it comes to Built Bar, my man. There is. Tell the people. Tell them. Raspberry Lemonade is by far the best Built Bar flavor I have ever experienced. It is that outer coating of like the lemonade, and then you take a bite, and it's got like a, a... pop-tart type filling of just like strawberry especially for the summertime sitting out by the pool Mm. this is absolutely clutch get you one of those built bar little coolers sit out by the pool (laughs) listen to locked on avalanche it doesn't get any better so you so that is your now all-time number one no questions asked i consider it my third child (laughs) okay And then the two that we got today, I haven't tried those. Those are of the puff variety, and yes. those are s'mores. And, and what's the other one? Is chocolate chip cookie dough. But you said the puff part of the cookie dough is not so much marshmallow, but more. It's straight up cookie dough. Cookie dough. Let's see, Bill Bar knows what's up, man. Oh, so. that cookie dough one. It, I sat there for a minute while I was sampling it, and I was like, "This one might be close to that raspberry lemonade," but. but it's, I mean, it's, it's really, really good. All right. 
Uh, well, there's three new flavors for you to try. Go to built.com right now. Use that promo code locked15 and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, built.com and the promo code locked15 for 15% off. All right. Uh, we have like every year, you, you have uh, a lot of guys at training camp, and you know the ones that are going to, you know, hold roster spots. And you're always looking for those guys who have a really good training camp are are given a spot to start the season. Or if they're not, they go back down with the Eagles, put in their time there. And then when their name is called or if their name is called, they'll come back up at, at some point during the season. We always like to talk about some of, of these guys. And we we do this, we usually pick like our top three each, which is exactly what we will do. Um, and again, these aren't guys that we're saying are going to be slam dunks that we, we just follow these guys over the course of their avalanche career. And could this be the year that one of these guys takes the reins and steps up and becomes, uh, they, they, they get their moment with the abs and don't let it go. They seize the opportunity. Who do you got first? If you have listened to anything I said over the past couple of years, you know, my Holy Trinity, Nazem Kadri, Pavel Frantzos. And Sampo Ranta. <laughs> I'm a big Ranta fan. <clears throat> I was he, happy when he made it last year. Yeah. He he did. Well, he came in in tough, tough situation in the playoffs against Vegas. Yep. Um, so you kind of felt good about him making the team last year, and he did. And uh just didn't go the way he like he had that one goal that was called back because I think it was. I think it was Tyson Jost who was offsides. I could be wrong. That's why we traded him. But But for a minute, he thought he had his first goal, and then that got taken away. Yeah, I think a a year season down in in, uh, Loveland will do him good. Yeah, it's especially like how he came in in 2021. Like in the short sample size that you had in Loveland, like it looked hot. It looked good. Like this was definitely a great pickup. And then, of course, last year, his time with the Eagles, it wasn't to that same production level granted he saw some time with the abs for a little bit but i honestly feel like he's going to have like that new hook kind of like light the fire under him and then get that chance i mean with a wicked left hand shot i mean i feel like he's going to be something very valuable to the abs in the future and i feel like after this camp i feel like he might be one of those names you're talking about He's got the build for it. He's like 6'2", 6'3", 215 pounds. Like yep. he he has a hockey NHL body. Um, and he's young. He's just still yep. developing. Nobody's given up on him or anything like that. But um, they gave an opportunity early on. And it's you saw glimpses of what he can do. I, I really hope uh, he, ha- he has a good season. And hopefully uh, maybe it's with the ass. We don't know. That, that's a good one. For me, I'll start off with maybe – if you're ranking Avs prospects, this guy is number one or number two, and that's their most recent number one first round draft pick in Oscar Olauson. Yeah. Um, I I think a lot of people now look at like Miko Rantanen and like how did he fall to ten? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're gonna have the same thing with with Oscar Olauson and how did he fall to to twenty two? I think it was with the Avs. Um, he's got a 
build, you know, get some more meat on his bone and bulk up a little bit, but not like, I mean, he's, he's pretty much already there. This guy can fly and this guy can score. Yeah. So maybe it's not this year, but could be one of those things where they just make, if he has a really good camp, they give him a shot like they did with Sampo Ranta last year and see what happens in the first seven games. And if not, you can always send them back down. But this guy is going to be, um, you know, for years to come, something that the league is going to be like, how did this guy fall so far in the first round? He, he's an exciting, exciting player. And he fits well with this app, how they like to play. Speed, uh, not afraid to shoot, can score. Just sometimes gets moved off the puck a little bit. But that's, you know, you're, you, you'll come around to stuff like that when you just start filling out a little bit more. And and I, I think the sky's the limit for Lawson right now. I like him a lot. Well, Everything that you see out of the Lawson, like you playing like fantasy hockey manager, like how you want your team to look. Could you imagine a line with like New Hook, LOC, Lawson? Like, come on. Yeah, that, that would be wow. That, oh. that you couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, exactly. you would not be able to keep up with them. That would if be if you're going to have Nuke cool. on that second line as like that big body and possibly Nas or somebody else of that caliber on that second line. You have the three-headed monster at the top. Talk about just three mm. waves just hitting you in three different facets of the game. Like that's that's what you want. Alasa could bring it, especially if he could bulk up just a little bit and keep mm. that speed. Bring it on. That'd be the new kid line. Oh yeah, we would take that name right from the Rangers. That that would be the new kid. That would be an, an exciting, exciting line. So, uh, who's your second? This would definitely be uh, Jean Luc Foodie. Uh, Foodie, love oh. that guy. It, Talk it, about speed. Holy it, God. It, it's what you want. Like, especially like with every player that we're naming, like just imagine all of them making the team and we're not having to talk about your Abe Coupels or what, like we're filling it up with roster players like this and like foodie, his contributions, like if he could get his speed and like get that shot dialed in just a little bit, like get a little bit of consistency in the shot. Foodie has he's that Olausen type player. Like he can bring so much once he sees the game at the NHL level just a little bit more. And I think for Foodie, like he had to kind of uh <clears throat> jump into kind of like a, a league above quick quicker because of COVID. Yeah. I think he was playing in the Quebec League and they shut down. So they allowed those guys to go play in the AHL, which he did. And I think he was maybe a year before he was ready to do that. So he mm -hmm. had to jump in and just go for it. Yeah. And he did well. Um, and, but I think that long-term he's going to look back and say like that, that really helped me out. Yeah. Jump in there earlier than I really was ready to. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I really want to see how his camp goes because there was things he needed to work on kind of puck handling he needed to work on, but that dude is a bullet. Yeah. And and you're always looking at guys like Logan O'Connor. Um, he he's gonna challenge. I mean, Nathan McKinnon and probably Cal McCarr. Probably, I think Cal McCarr is faster than Logan O'Connor, but they're kind of neck and neck. Uh, he is going to be right there. You're probably gonna have Nathan McKinnon, Cal McCarr, and then when and if he ever makes the roster, Jean-Luc Foudy is going to be a speed demon on the ice, and he can score too. He can. He'll be the fastest skater in five years. He could be. He's electrifying. Yeah. So uh, he's an exciting one to look for, too. For me, my second one, is a, I'm not ex 
expecting anything out of Shane Bowers. I would just love to see it for multiple reasons. Because you want you root for a guy like this. Like he's had an up and down career. You, you, you've, oh, I think a lot was expected of him just being a first round pick. Um, and it hasn't worked out, but it's still there. Like, and this is how, you know, you always say like, God, you need to, to give guys opportunity. People develop at different speeds. So I want to see him succeed because of that. But I also want to see him succeed because this would just make that Matt Duchesne deal mm. all the more one side. It's already one sided and lopsided. It would just be tilted like the Titanic uh, <laughs> if if Shane Bowers could do something, could make something, could make some noise, make some waves. And he was close last year. I think he was so close, and and he just didn't make it at the end. So and and he didn't have. I mean, he had an okay season with the Eagles, if I remember correctly. Um, so I don't know if this is like his last shot. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, there's so many reasons why I want to see Shane Bowers kind of just take that next step. I don't know if he can, but I am pulling for him hard. Yeah. This would be the year to do it, especially with this camp. If not now, when, and with yeah. what's behind you, it better be now. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our, uh, last guy that we kind of want to see do exceptionally well, kind of take the reins in the postseason or the preseason stake a claim for the abs who you got it's funny you mentioned the matt duchene deal does anybody remember a, a fellow by the name of ryan graves you remember who we got for ryan. ryan graves i do remember who we got for ryan graves <clears throat> well he's in loveland right now mikhail maltsev hmm. oh yeah i know i know kyle brings up a devil but yeah that's <laughs> right mikhail maltsev like he was playing in the first month or two with the Avalanche, like the Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche, Stanley Cup winning Avalanche. Um, he was right there. Um, he granted they sent him back down to Loveland to learn a little bit more because yes, the Ryan Graves Maltsev trade, he's spent a lot of time in Binghamton playing with the AHL Devils. Mm -hmm. He needs a little bit more time to learn. But what he learned with the Stanley Cup team could yeah. help him go a little bit farther. And he's got a little bit of experience with this team that maybe the rest of the Eagles don't. So this might give him an upper hand. He's got a really good shot and also some really good speed. But he's got some things he has to work on, and I'm low-key rooting for him. So Maltsev is my third. Yeah, he's one of those guys that uh, had, a, had a good preseason and I think kind of won some coaches over on that last preseason game. I can't remember who they played, but he made some great moves in that final preseason game that kind of like catapulted him in, coupled with some avalanche injuries to start the season, and he was there. He played 18 games for them last year, um, and it, they weren't. Let me see. No, yeah. I mean, October 19th. And then he didn't, he played three games right off the bat and then didn't play till December, but stayed there from December through the very first day of February. So 18 games in total. How many goals do you think he had? I think Maltsev had, I don't think he had any, did he? He didn't have any goals. Guess how yeah. many assists he had? One. He didn't have any assists. Oh. So he had nothing. <laughs> So, only could go up from here 
yeah and and that's kind of his like you're not really relying on him for any like defensive structure or anything like that like he he's gonna he's gonna be that he's kind of like jt comfort without the scoring aspect or i should say without the defensive aspect and he can score a little bit and he just didn't he didn't so like a cogliano yeah he's got the bill i mean he's what is he six three almost 200 pounds so you know he's he's got some physical nature but he just doesn't play defense from what i saw um so would be right (laughs) yeah so i I don't know like i i i think he could be one of those guys that does slide in there again another year with the with the franchise can only benefit him so could be a good uh, guy guy to watch we shall see for me uh, this is a guy who has played several games up with the Avs. He always comes up when there's an injury, and he can play on the defensive side. He can play with the forwards. We talk about him quite often. I want to see Josh McDonald be a staple of this team. And it could happen if, you know, we're talking about Sammy Gerard and all the trade talks swirling around him. And if Sammy Gerard does get traded, you have to ask the question, all right, who's taking his spot? Is it Jack Johnson? If they're going to re-sign him, um, is it uh, who would they just sign? Brad Hunt, you know, yeah. is, is he going to take that spot? Um, I'm rooting for McDonald to take that spot. And they just <laughs> they just re-signed him, so there's a they commitment did. there. Yeah, there's a commitment. Like they believe in where this is going, and if that is a Sammy G trade, like we've covered a lot of forwards that could fit the JT Comfort role. Like you even mentioned, like Maltsev has that same build. So cross your eyes and it's practically the same player. Mm. You could probably get some of that out of Jacob McDonald. He adds so much to the game. And knowing that the Avs brought him back, signed him for one more round, let's see what we could get out of him. He might have a fast track to that defensive spot. Mm. And I realize that I'm looking at Josh um, Manson, and I think I said Josh McDonald. I don't know if I said. I, I have I have the defensive players up right now. I might have said Josh McDonald. I apologize. We have we have Kale and Taylor yeah. McCarr and Jacob yeah. and Josh McDonald. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, and 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 the Johnson twins. So we have yeah. the Johnsons. If I said Josh McDonald, I apologize for that. But um, but I do. I want to see. I, I I would love to see him take and and not and I don't want him. I want him to to, to have that you know role if just to to play with the team whether it's defense or on the forwards but i would just love him to to stake claim to that third pairing yeah i think him and eric johnson would be a great great pairing i really do i think they would be work well together um oh, oh this is interesting i was just going through websites and looking at random things which i do all throughout the day and i i was looking at free agents mm-hmm. particularly unrestricted free agents guess who's an unrestricted free agent i didn't really know this didn't really pay attention you can get him on the cheap will butcher good old mm. will butcher wow didn't want to play for the abs no drafted him i think in the fifth round and then was like the greatest college player and held out and then went to sign uh with the devils i believe i think it was the I devils i think so uh huh he's had a pretty decent career and they traded him to buffalo 
and now he he's a unrestricted free agent. What it, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, uh, you he know, didn't I, want us at our worst. We don't want him at our best. I, well, <laughs> you know, this is a business, and sometimes you have to let bygones be bygones. But you could get him for really cheap and hope that so, like he can come back. He had a good couple of years with the Devils. He had a, and he's a good puck mover. I'm hmm. just throwing that out there. Just it's I'm floating it out. I th- I know there's a lot of people who who are really burned by him doing what he did. But um, I didn't know he was a free agent. And I saw that How name on there. That? I was like, that's a little interesting tidbit if uh, the Sammy G thing does go down. I know they just signed Brad Hunt, too, but uh, it likely won't happen. But funny how sometimes things come full circle. So yeah, just something he's really regretting that decision, too. I think he is very much so. So, um, all right. Last thing we wanted to get to was kind of following the cup and where it's going. And if these guys do anything fun and exciting with it. And Jack Johnson did just that. He took. I, I don't know if they were all his kids. I don't know how many kids he actually has. I know he's, I think he's got, because remember when they did the, the uh, thousand oh, game the, ceremony for him, yeah. I want to say there was uh, like three kids out there. So maybe it was just his, his kids and maybe they brought a couple friends. Who knows? It was Jack Johnson and some kids and the Stanley cup in an ice cream shop. And these, these ice cream shop workers are just loading this thing yeah. up with scoop after scoop. They're not even scoops. They're, they're boulders of ice cream you got your your sprinkles on top you you know they were dumping chocolate sauce in this thing i'm like that is what i would do without a doubt like right now you know there's only been a few guys that have had the cup but in my opinion it's going to be tough to, to top what jack johnson did and being a father myself i would have put the stanley cup in a lysol bath for a complete day knowing Eric Johnson had it before it. I'm going to eat my ice cream out of it. <laughs> Seeing him on Instagram live, I'm like, you know what? This needs to be sanitized before I eat anything out of this. But no, that was incredible. Like, that's one of those things that you think about, like growing up when you're like dreaming of the cup. Like, what would you do with your day? And it's always eat something out of it. When you see like a like the ice cream being put in there like that, you're just like, that's it right there. Oh my god. It just like disappeared. Like you don't get yeah. the, the 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 gist of the size of that until they're putting like a scoop of ice cream in that just goes nowhere. It it doesn't do any. Like you're gonna yeah. need to put that entire five gallon thing inside that cup. But it was awesome to see. And yeah, like and then there was another video of him just out for a leisurely stroll. It didn't look like he was going anywhere. He was just like, I'm just gonna walk down the street with the Stanley Cup. And there was a guy, there was a dad who he kind of like turned the corner and imagine you being that guy and you're just walking. I think he was with like his wife and kids and they were just walking down in the other direction, kind of going towards him. And then the Stanley cup just comes around the corner. I would think that's not real. That's, that's, that's just some dude walking down the street with a fake Stanley cup, but no, you'd be wrong. Like that would, that would be, I'd be in my glory if that ever happened. I would literally sob. I sob every year because I'm I'm weak like that. I'm emotional. I yeah. every time they have that video every year at the Stanley Cup where they have like people walk in and they don't know the cups in there and they get to have a moment with the cup. Like I sob like a baby because I'm always like, just imagine what that would be like if I was walking down the street. Oh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'd probably just start tearing up and. But no, the thing about it, like he didn't have like an army with him. 
it was him and one other guy and he was just walking down the street you know and and you, you've seen uh you know Confer's had it Abe Kubel's had it Sam Gerard has had it and they all do these things where they they go to different areas of their hometown and there's just a ton of people there I get that and I would probably do the same thing but to just see Jack Johnson just say I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take my dog for a walk the dog being the Stanley Cup uh and nobody else all around was kind of cool yeah if you would never doubt that that's jack johnson you'd like see the cup you look up you see jack johnson's neck his like <laughs> big square head in his neck and you're like okay that's jack johnson and his Everybody. nose has been broken like 50 yeah. times yeah <laughs> so uh but we'll we'll see where it goes next i don't know is there a calendar or something that that they say who has it next i'm seeing some players like alex newhook posted um like august 22nd yeah i got it i don't know if there's something out there if there is please send it i'd love to see it so we know who's got it and can kind of focus in on their social media if we know that they're gonna have it for that day so um all right that's gonna wrap it up for today we'll be back tomorrow with anything else that nothing in nazim kadri land today so we'll have to wait another day for that Maybe that'll be Tuesday. We shall see. Adrian Dater did put something up uh, about 20 minutes ago saying he's talked to three sources. And after talking to those three sources, he feels less confident that Nazem Kadri is coming back. So this thing is just going all over the place right now. I wonder if that's because of pieces that can't be moved. Yeah. I don't know conversation for tomorrow maybe so uh come back tomorrow and maybe we'll have some more on that all right he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli thank you for making the locked on avalanche podcast your first listen of the day and we will be back tomorrow go abs go go